Hey, it's Nick. Welcome back to your Daily Dose. This episode hits a trifecta of our favorite topics. Facial hair, being Greek, and football fandom. If you're not interested in any of those subjects, not to worry. The real message is greater than the sum of its parts. Enjoy. That was a thing I learned when I grew a mustache, that it takes like 20 wipes oh, to yeah. make sure that you're clear yeah. of anything. You have to be in the bathroom and then wash your face completely. It's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. It's, but I, I actually hadn't had facial hair for the first 38 years of my life. Uh, I had very baby-faced skin. And then I, I, I grew hair on my face, and I've not gone back since. But yeah, now a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I have hair all over my face. Yeah. You can see it. <laughs> not like yours, though. Yeah, no, not like mine. Yours is striking. I, it's funny because I did a retreat for Orlando Science Center uh, directors yesterday, and I did it at SAC Comedy Lab. And I learned the story of one of the epic beards that I've seen uh, really in life. Uh, Brandon, who is the, the vice president of programming and new program development. He's amazing. He's, I think he's a 30-something-year-old guy who interacts with boards on all levels and really impresses everybody. But he's grown this magnificent beard. It's it's about twice the size of your beard. Oh, wow. Uh, and on a similar size head. Yeah. And what happened, apparently, was when he first started growing the beard, he went and tr- uh, went and appealed for uh, a large sum of money from a donor. And they gave him the money and so he started referring to his beard as his lucky beard. And since then, he's only grown it bigger and bigger. And his success has only grown, quite frankly. So oh. I'm not really sure that this isn't a, a Samson hair kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, as long as he doesn't meet his Delilah, I right? think he'll be fine. <laughs> you know, that's my that. son's actual full name, Samson. Samson. Yeah. yeah. I, I, we decided we didn't want to do Samuel because Samuel seems like just an old Jewish man's name. Well, it's a very northeastern name too. It's a very Boston name. Uh, well, well. Yes, like Samuel Adams. You're yeah. thinking, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know that many Samuels up there either, though. Oh, so. I'm. There's a ton of them. <laughs> I know all of them. You're probably right. There's I just don't know few. many of them. I did have an uncle Sammy. My, uh, but that wasn't even his real name. His real name was Gaetano. But that's the way the Italians when they come and change name, like that. Patty's grandmother. Her name was Rosaria, mm-hmm. but you know what they called her? Lucy. <laughs> And and her, her huh. grandfather's name was Maurice, but they called him Morris. It's like it seems like you know Rosaria and Maurice. That's so much more romantic than Lucy and Morris. Yeah, but you are coming over. Like I think about my family's names. Like my uncle Jim, yeah. uh, Theo Jimmy, is uh, his name is Dimitri. So oh. my is that mom's, the Greek version of Jim? It, well, so more or less. Like yeah. that's an easy translation. I think that's been the common translation for Dimitri is Jim because it's. Uh, you know, sort of the same first three letters almost. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Dimitri's <laughs> way cooler. I think uh, so, my too. My mom is got her name turned to Antoinette when she came over. She's Andonia. Oh, ooh, that's know? a pretty name. That's So, and I think about my cousins, like if somebody's named Petro versus Peter yeah. or Anastasi, which has oh. no translation. It's a, really. It reminds me of Anastasia. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a boy's it's, name. It's a beautiful, really. Yeah, oh, Anastasi, so we call him Stasi, Stas. You know, it's it's great for uh, Tasso is another Greek name. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of uh, Greek names like that, but you want to be American sometimes. Yeah. You want to be, and, and maybe American isn't the right word, whatever culture you're in, 
Yeah. You want to be passing. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to have something unusual about you. See, that's that's so that you fitting in. Be, yeah. Right. You want to fit in. Right. So you homogenize yourself. Correct. Right. And it's funny because I was listening to a book by Brene Brown. Uh, it's called Braving the Wilderness. Mm-hmm. And she talked a lot about belonging and the difference between fitting in and belonging. And that, that, that's such a classic example of fitting in because fitting in by her definition is when you you fit into a space when you look like everybody else, when you mm-hmm. reflect the same things that other people in the space reflect, but you belong when you can be yourself, your complete unique self, and also be welcome there and be embraced in that way. And it's such a subtle little something because you see so many people, I see so many people on the internet trying to fit in, trying to show everybody how they're like everybody else so that they'll be accepted by them. And uh, not that much of people screaming to belong. I don't see it as much anyways. Uh, and maybe it's because it's tougher. You know, it's a harder thing. It is a little bit tougher, but it's uh, mainly it's tougher internally than externally. So an example that came to mind when you first started talking about that is like I didn't grow up watching football. And then yeah. as I got older, I made some friends who were hardcore into football. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, obviously I need to fit in. Yeah. And I need to get hardcore into football as well. So we were doing, I helped plan this trip. We were going to do three games in five days. Wow. Uh, Jacksonville uh, against Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Miami versus Indianapolis on Sunday. And then Tampa versus Minnesota on Monday night. And you're driving to all these We're driving. We had hotels, but we also had an (laughs) RV. Oh, fun. How many guys? I think there were 12 of us. So we actually had two vehicles. We had the RV and a... A minivan and it was it was crazy yeah but I'm like I'm studying up before this trip so I'm like okay I'm gonna learn more about like all the old football players and their records and their you know all this stuff so I feel like I could fit in and I remember very distinctly in the RV going like trying to start a conversation with these guys and I knew some of them but not very well not as well as I would uh, eventually get to know a lot of them and I was like oh you know, Rich Tombstone Jackson versus Deacon Jones. Go. Who do you have? And they're like, what are you, who are you talking about? <laughs> Way and I'm to like, go. oh, okay. Now, see, that's, I went too far. <laughs> But you're doing the braille system of figuring out how to yeah. work your way into this friendship. And yeah. and you did your homework. Yep. And then you went out there and you echolocated. You bounced your sound off of them and came back and you're like, oh, okay, that was a but little I too much. You know, what I eventually realized was I could just belong. I could just yeah. be myself and have my the things that I liked, whether it was something that was related to football or not. Mm-hmm. And it turned out like there's Venn diagrams when it comes to other people in any friend group yeah. that you're going to overlap in. Okay. So this person also likes music. This person doesn't, but they also like comic books and this person likes this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I think you sometimes have to go through that to realize that it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I think you, what you just described is you being kind of loose with the dimensions of things that you like so that you can see where your sticking points are. I think where you me connect being to other loose people. with dimensions is very accurate. <laughs> I'm very loose with my dimensions. Well, you know, the first three, especially. <laughs> I'm talking about you reaching out, like, you know, being, 
having a soft focus so that you you're not choosing one thing okay it's got to be football right you're looking at all the things that you like and you're considering all the things that they like and you can find different i call it sticking points but different points of connection uh where you can attach to people based on different things and that's what yeah. you figured out that's how you, so your network is made of much more diverse connections than just football 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 and as it turned out you end up actually loving football Oh yeah, that's that's well mainly because of the people though. Maybe because of the people who are also passionate about it. Fair enough. Hey friends, it's Bob. As Nick so aptly titled this episode, I think we are all really longing for belonging. Though not all of us are willing to take a college prep course on professional football like my podcast partner, we all have our own paths and ways to find and befriend our people. One thing is certain: we weren't meant to go through this experience alone. So do what you can to connect with your fellow human beings and try to have some fun along the way. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.